Welcome to Thriving with ADHD, a podcast where we'll share everyday practical tips to thrive in life as an adult with ADHD. This podcast is brought to you by Animosano Psychiatry, a behavioral health practice with a specialist ADHD clinic based in North Carolina. And this is your host, Nada Pupovac. Madison, a warmest welcome to Thriving with ADHD, Animosano Psychiatrist. A podcast where we share practical tips for patients with ADHD. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. You are doing a fantastic job with our content already, and uh, I can't wait uh, for people to hear more from you and uh, about your tips for the today's topic. So, um, first of all, I would like you to introduce yourself, to tell us a bit more about yourself, and then we'll move on to the um, questions for today's topic. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, so, my name is Madison Hindley. I'm a physician assistant. Uh, I, I started out in Psychiatry in 2021, um, and I, I started out at Anderson about uh, six months ago. I am a PA. I have a husband and a uh, seven-month-old son. That's a, a little bit about me. Yes, I'd say you are very busy, uh, both <laughs> uh, privately and with the uh, with the clinic. But uh, I know firsthand that uh, you uh, personally have fantastic reviews from our patients. They absolutely love you, and I can't wait. For you know, for the audience to hear more, you know, uh, from you and uh, your experience. And hopefully this is not the only time we, we are having yeah. you on the podcast. So, uh, well, today's topic is um, ADHD and sleep and the importance of sleep uh, for uh, people with ADHD. So uh, let's kick off with the first question and uh, why sleep is important for patients with ADHD. Yeah, so... I think it's important to realize that sleep disordered or um, poor sleep quality is really common in individuals with ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, different different sources cite different things, but it's estimated somewhere between 50 to 65% of patients that have ADHD also have a comorbid sleep disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we're a lot of times treating ADHD symptoms during the day, those symptoms are still present. Um, and a lot of times medication is worn off by then and, um, restless sleep or, or poor sleep tends to be one of those symptoms that a lot of people struggle with, um, during those days. Um, in adults, uh, seven to nine hours of sleep is is kind of ideal for nighttime, and sleep is so important because it helps to both provide uh, physical and mental uh, repair and rest. Um, and a lot of times, <clears throat> people notice that when they're not getting enough sleep, especially with ADHD, um, it can really exacerbate some of those symptoms. Mm. Um, sleep in general just kind of in people with and without ADHD is really helpful in um, consolidating our memories, uh, processing new information that we've learned throughout the day, helping with alertness and reaction times um, as far as energy goes, uh, helping us regulate our emotions. And it also has a lot of other benefits like decreasing risks of heart disease or high blood pressure, mm-hmm. um, helping with our immune systems, regulating our weight, um, and a lot of as well. So 
sleep is very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what are some common sleep disturbances that you most often see with patients uh, that have ADHD? Yeah, so um, one of one of them is just in general having trouble falling asleep, whether mm-hmm. that's kind of physical restlessness or even mental restlessness. A lot of times people will kind of describe their thoughts as being uh, really scattered or, or kind of all over the place, especially at night, and that can kind of impair uh, one's ability to kind of relax and, and turn your mind off to be able to get to sleep. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times we also see something that we kind of label as sleep procrastination, where mm-hmm. uh, individuals will kind of just put off going to sleep, whether that's because they have so much that they didn't get done during the day and they feel like they have to do those things before they go to bed, or mm-hmm. um, maybe they get distracted by something and lose track of time or lose track of what things for their bedtime, things like that. So just kind of in general, putting off that that time to go to sleep. Um, we also see that maybe while they don't have trouble falling asleep, maybe they have trouble staying asleep. So mm-hmm. kind of tossing and turning throughout the night or waking up to really small noises or or even if it's just you, you can get to sleep, but you're not feeling well rested after the sleep that you do have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of times kind of going along with that pattern, uh, people tend to have this restlessness kind of up until like around 4 a.m. in the morning. And then once they hit that point and they actually get into a good deep sleep, mm-hmm. it's almost time to get up. And then we see that a lot of times people have trouble uh, waking up in the morning as well. Uh. Um, while we see a lot of adults here, it also a lot of kids um, with ADHD report that they have uh, higher rates of nightmares um, at night too, which can also affect sleep. Um other other comorbid conditions that we see with ADHD um, and tend to be common with ADHD are also uh, sleep apnea, restless leg syndrome, uh, something called periodic limb movement disorder. Uh, teeth grinding is also really common um, with ADHD as well as narcolepsy, which can also um, all affect sleep too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um why are these irregular sleeping patterns harmful for patients with ADHD? Yeah, so I kind of mentioned before that um, sleep is really important in ADHD because without quality sleep at night, a Mm. lot of times we see that ADHD symptoms during the day are worsened. Mm. Uh, Some of the ones that may be more noticeable or or more worsened. Um, tend to be things like uh, memory. So working memory tends to be um, not as good when you're forgetting small things that people told you or working the conversation important details. Um, making careless mistakes, whether that's just due to being tired or, or clumsiness um, from a lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that judgment can be impaired um, not only with ADHD, but worsened when you're not able to sleep. Um, mm. mood changes can be a big thing too just not being able to regulate your emotions as well on that mm. increased sleep uh, decreased productivity slowed cognitive speed uh, so not being able to think things through as well um, or rationalize uh, a lot of times too with a lack of sleep the that kind of feeling of overstimulation can be mm. worse as well mm. um, along with uh, unhealthy eating habits and maybe a complete reaction time um, we also see that when you're not sleeping enough at night, 
uh, you kind of get in this cycle well, where you're really sleepy throughout the day, maybe you're taking too many naps, and then you're feeling more anxious at night. So it can kind of throw off your circadian rhythm a little bit as well. Um, and, and kind of mess up those patterns of sleep that our bodies naturally have. Um, and we also see that comorbid conditions like anxiety, depression, so be worsened uh, with a lack of sleep too. Oh my goodness. Um, so it, it sounds like a vicious cycle to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, well, and here here comes the question that I, I guess we like most uh, on this podcast, and uh, that's what can patients can do to improve, uh, you know, the, the sleeping patterns and maybe off those those cycles that yeah. that are certainly not helping <laughs> the situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there there's quite a few different kind of tips and tricks that people can do to mm -hmm. uh, try to help with better sleeping habits or, or sleeping patterns or improve that sleep hygiene. Mm. So one of the big ones, especially now is, uh, trying to reduce that screen time before bed or that <laughs> blue light that we all kind of fall victim to. I know uh, I myself yeah. sit on my phone right before I go to bed or lay Absolutely. in bed looking yeah. through social media and those types of things. But there are a lot of studies that show that that blue light, um, from our, our screens are, pretty harmful, whether it's like in the production of or release of melatonin or just kind of providing this false sense of um, light and daytime for our brain so that we're not in that mood to go to sleep. I know that now there is some technology as far as like settings on our phones or screens that we can do to try to reduce the blue light and, and make it more of a softer tone Light, but mm -hmm. um, trying at least that that hour before bed to reduce uh, screen time is really big thing. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is just having a routine and staying with it, even on weekends or, or days that you don't have work or school, um, and trying to have that same bed time and same wake up time every day so that you're not in this really good pattern in the week. And then on the weekend, everything is just thrown out the window and, and you're doing whatever and then it's kind of messing you up for the, the week ahead mm. um so really trying to stick to that same routine um, whether or not it's a weekday or a weekend or vacation not vacation uh, another really big thing that I feel like a lot of people probably don't adhere to is only using your bed for either sleep or sex so mm. not sitting in your bed and lounging and doing work or other activities or, or laying around in bed all day to watch TV, um, mm. like truly just using your bed for those purposes and, and getting out of the bed during the daytime if it's the weekend. And if you're going to watch TV, you do it on the couch and so that your brain knows that when I'm in bed, it's time to sleep and it's not you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, another thing too is there are certain things that we would like to avoid kind of later or, or close to bedtime, uh, those things being caffeine, because um, we know that that can keep us up, uh, super sugary things, trying mm -hmm. to come within an hour before bed. Um, also, alcohol um, is a big one to kind of avoid, so you know that can contribute to poor uh, sleep quality as well. Mm -hmm. um, other, other areas is trying, if possible, to avoid naps during the day, because um, if you're sleeping too much during the day, obviously that's going to affect your ability to fall asleep at night. Um, exercise is really important in kind of getting out 
um, getting sunlight during the day so that your body knows, hey, this is daytime. Um, kind of regulating that circadian rhythm. If you can get outside, if not, at least opening your curtains or your windows so that you're still getting that daylight. Mm. Um, I know some other other patients have found mindfulness or meditation before bed really helpful to kind of wind down and kind of help with that restlessness or, or mental restlessness that a lot of patients with ADHD experience. Um, and just making sure that you're comfortable at night, making sure that the temperature is right, uh, that some patients find weighted blankets helpful for comfort. Um, if all of that fails, uh, there are specialized therapy options for sleep. Um, mm-hmm. So that's an option as well as um, potentially if you're doing all of these healthy sleep hygiene habits, um, medication is always something that we can do as well. Like truly you're not. Uh, getting sleep and, and you're doing all of these things. Yeah, it sounds like there are like many options out there. Yeah. And maybe it's it's up to, of course, uh, it helps that people talk to, you know, uh, a trained uh, specialist as you are and then fine tuning what works best for them, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's But the most important thing is to start and work on it and... Um, just be uh, persistent in improving the sleeping patterns because it goes a long way uh, in improving the health in general. Um, If if there is one thing that you would like our listeners to remember, any tip, any advice uh, that you really want people to, you know, um, bring from this episode, what that would be? Yeah, um, I mean, I think just in general, it's important to know that, that your sleep is important. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people kind of play it off as like, yeah, I didn't sleep good last night. And they don't realize kind of the impact that that can have on their day mm. and, and their health, whether that's mental health or your physical health. Yeah. Um, so so sleep truly is important. And it's important to talk to somebody if you are having these struggles with sleep because um, unhealthy sleep patterns are something that we can help you manage um and I think that improving those things can lead to a lot of improvements and other things that maybe people aren't even aware of um mm-hmm. and to that that you're not alone especially if you have ADHD there's a lot of people and, and really the people that have um disordered sleeping patterns um and and the kind of there is uh treatment options for that if that is something that you struggle with um so yeah, I, I think that's just important to know that um, your sleep is is important. It's important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you so much, Madison, for this conversation. Uh, I think we learned a lot from you today, and uh, hopefully uh, this was <laughs> helpful to people uh, out there listening to this episode. And I can't wait to have you again on the pod with uh, some new topic. Thank you so much yeah. for your time. Thank you for listening to Thriving with ADHD. This show is produced by Animal Sano Psychiatry. Please follow, rate, or share our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming app of your choice. Music is by Daddy's Music from Pixabay. For more information about Animal Sano Psychiatry, please visit animosanopsychiatry.com.